Broadcasting live from flagstones of Trocare on the plain of Dominaria, this is Tap Tap Concede. Welcome everybody to Tap Tap Concede. My name is Graham. Joining me is Nelson. I'm here too. And Cameron. Hi. Is it flagstones or the flagstones? I think it's the flagstones. It's legendary, isn't it? Just some flagstones. It's just some just some stones. Broadcasting live from a pile of rocks. If you want a pile of rocks for your colorless commander deck, yes, dabs Smooth. enthusiastically. Oh. Go to Card Kingdom. That transition was as icy smooth as a cold steel heart. Oh, also, also very nice. Hey, I, sorry, actually, sorry. We need you to go to Card Kingdom, though. Yeah. After this pitch, cardkingdom.com slash LRR. They're great. They're so great. They sell magic cards. They'll send them to you. You can get scary fast. Time Spiral Remastered there. You'll be able to order Strixhaven very soon, if not already. Do that, and then let them know Loading Ready Run sent you, and ask for Unbutton very nicely, and they will send you a little one-inch button. And I don't have my drive open. Are we still on mute? I hope we're not on mute because then we wouldn't be recording a podcast i don't think we're muted it's okay i have kids we're still on mute so there's a little time for that but there's also a bunch more coming down the pipe so look forward to those in the future if you already have mute yourself though i don't think you can mute yourself on arena it doesn't matter anyway the show is also brought to you by you and your kind support of our patreon at patreon.com slash loading ready run i played in the historic shakeup on arena because it was free entry so i just found a deck that looked cool and threw a couple wild cards into it because i already had a lot of the stuff and it was the um historic mono blue storm deck Ooh, so it's mm, like yep yeah paradoxical outcome and Etherflux reservoir and everything and one of the cards that was in this particular list was cold steel heart which did have the kaldheim snow treatment in the rule box only right i noticed something was different like the it did look i played cold steel heart in um in the Etherflux reservoir deck as well but i played mindstones in it and it looks different from the mindstones in the deck list view yeah yeah by the way somebody from the arena team actually who i guess listens to the show hello messaged on twitter to explain why because we were talking about it two episodes ago was to explain why cards like iceberg cancrix and merit lages slumber and whatnot don't have the new snow treatment and because they were trying to make it so that it's just if a card on arena is snow then it has that border treatment right wouldn't that be yeah so easy to do obviously what would be the issue there well <laughs> as it turns out the problem has a name and the name is morit because morit can make anything into snow and so that means that they would then have to get a snow variant of every possible frame that is on arena uh-huh. i mean and specifically adventures were a problem right because right. it's like what happens if you make a snow showcase adventure card right yeah, well i mean not even the showcase but like what if you made a, a snow beanstalk giant right right what what part of that gets the snow thing and it's, it's hanging out with the flames on the right hand side in exile and then it also has snow underneath the flames yeah so apparently they were like we, we talked about it you know and realized that probably the art department should should be working on strixhaven instead of that rather particular edge case and so they just defaulted to doing those historic cards in the manner in which they appear in paper which makes perfect sense so uh, it's like all right yeah makes sense there's a pretty good reason for it so that was a question that i had that was neatly answered but we have some questions from you that hopefully we can give answers to because it's time for the tap tap concede q a episode because it's been a while actually real quick speaking of you did we thank you yet i don't know if we did that i mentioned the patreon great sorry our segue about snowboarders was long enough that i just forgot <laughs> no worries. I hope no one is going to ask me about my attention span. No, no, no. Goodness. That, that, that could very quickly lead to an own goal. Right. Cardinal sins. 
Yeah. Okay, as you were. No, no, it's fine. James sent out the call on our Twitter and collated some questions. And now we're going to uh, answer those questions for you to the best of our ability anyway. So first up, we have a question from a couple different people, actually. Pharmacist Judge asked, now that we've seen Time Spiral remastered, what set would you like to see given the same treatment next? Or as prof from Tolarian Community College asked, Gavin Verhey calls you in a panic and says he needs to know which block to offer as next year's remastered set, and he needs an answer yesterday. He'll go with whatever you say. What block do you choose and why? It's a great question. I've got a controversial opinion on this. Ooh, I love but it. come with me on it. I want to see the dark fallen empires in Ice Age Oh, as like this narrative arc about, you know, the ancient history of Dominaria, but being kind of in collapse. Right, because like in the aftermath of the Brothers' War, right, there were you know several centuries of bad stuff that happened. But there's also kind of rad cards in these in these sets. And I know Ice Age is part of like this other pseudo block with like alliances, Order of Lightbur slash Order of the Ebon Hand, Icacian Javelineers. Oh wow, you, yeah. You know those kinds of cards again. Him to Turak, all the thralls. Oh, it was so sweet when I was like thirteen. Thornthalid. Whoa, I just said that correctly, but saying Thornthalid makes you think that you have a lisp. Thor- Thornthalid? Yeah. Thornthalid, right? No, it's a sworn salad, obviously. <laughs> but like... You just blessed that salad. You know, it. it whenever I open a, a sapperling, I have, I feel like I'm Dr. Manhattan in The Watchmen, right? <laughs> you know, it's 1994 and I am playing Thalids. It's 1999 and I am playing Thal... Or whenever... No, 2005, 2006? When did Time Spiral come out first? I want to say 2004? Yeah. It's 2021 and I'm I'm playing Thalids in Time Spiral again, right? Like all these, all these disparate years are overlaying on one another. So there's my answer. The original Time Spiral block was 2006. Okay. Okay. Sorry, yeah. It just feels like it was longer. What was... 2004 was Kamigawa then, probably, right? I don't know, but I could probably find out. That's fine. My answer is, I have a few, but I I think like if I need to snap one off, it's either Lorwyn or Kamigawa just for the fans. And I'm one of those fans. Like, I didn't get to draft Kamigawa as much as I would have liked, but the draft environment was actually pretty sweet. Kamigawa has this weird rap. It's it's come full circle now. There's enough people, I think, and there's enough attention on the fact that the setting was really cool. The art is really cool. The characters are interesting. It's cool magic. It just, it happened right after me in and it was like a intentional constructed power down so like barely any of the cards showed up at fnm so that's kind of a letdown so people didn't really want to buy the packs right the the sets as a whole just didn't have a great wrap and they included you know among the powerful cards that that did get printed one of people's like you know fans of the game players least favorite cards to see in fact i straight up stayed away from fnm for a while because of so a remaster of kamigawa i think could be great my other answers are just either invasion or odyssey block i know there's a lot of great stuff there and those are just the two sets i didn't play I was studying too hard and, and barely have ever cracked any packs of either of those, any of those sets. So for me to play catch up, I guess, selfishly. Sort of like halfways piggybacking on Cameron's suggestion, a remaster of Ice Age block, but like the actual Ice Age block as it is on paper, which is Ice Age Alliances and Cold Snap, mm-hmm. I think could be interesting because, I mean, you wouldn't get a lot of Cold Snap because there was a lot of cards in Cold Snap that were very sort of parasitic to this weird small draft environment. But seeing all those cards with like the new Kaldheim snow frame, I think it'd be really cool, which I realize is weird that we were talking about how much we love the old border, mm-hmm. you know, but I think that would be neat. But also, I think it'd be interesting to do something like original Innistrad remastered, where it's you can loop in stuff from Dark Ascension, probably not Avacyn Restored. Avacyn Restored feels like a different set. Yeah, it 
really does. But maybe you could have a couple in there if you wanted. But I think what would be interesting is making a draft environment that that you can draft. Like I've complained about this before. I actually heard Marshall Unlimited Resources talking about this exact problem a couple weeks ago, and it's one that we've talked about lots of times. But whenever they bring the flashback drafts back, everybody is like, well, I'm going to force spider spawning and F anybody else. Yep. And like, I wonder if you did a remaster of Innistrad, if you would have to actually not have spider spawning <laughs> in it. <laughs> It's like, I like, I guess it, maybe at a certain point, it's like maybe that then is removing sort of the point of, of a remaster where it is, there is like a nostalgia factor. Maybe you just upshift spider spawning from uncommon to rare. Like maybe that is enough, right? But just, that, yeah. That or downshift sense. it to common. Yeah. Just <laughs> creating a draft environment that can't be ruined by everybody going, I'm going to force this one deck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of like, how do you fix the hidden plans problem in cons? Yeah, everybody force five color morph. Nobody has a good deck. Mm-hmm. Everything sucks. Was that the same problem? Did you run into that multiple times, Cameron, where everyone at the table just wanted to be secret plans? Yes. Oh, yeah. When it when 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 cons came back as a flashback draft on Magic Online, it was a disaster to play because everyone huh. was just forcing five color morph. Can you just kill them with Mardu? Sorry, I had the same pollution, I guess, where I just always went humans on flashback draft in Innistrad. Yeah, like Innistrad, I feel like spy- the spider spawning deck is less of a problem than the morph deck in cons mm. because okay. the five color morph deck in cons poses everyone because they just take right. everything, right? They take all the fixing, they take all the morphs, even if they don't get a secret plans. At least the spider spawning deck kind of only hoses the uh, Sultai colors. Yeah, it stays away from all the good green white humans cards or mm-hmm. the good red green werewolf cards for most yes, part. Yes, right? Like werewolves and vampires can kind of still like exist alongside spider spawning i'd be happy to play any of like ixalan innistrad or lorwyn remastered sets that are just like these are tribal blocks like this is a tribal draft environment it's going to be good for five or ten drafts and then you'll probably have the feel of it but like we really did it we made it so that you draft these tribes and that's what you sit down and do and i think that would be fine Mm -hmm. yeah that makes sense and i mean like it'd still be fun even without spider spawning i think yeah all right question two good a question about the reserve list (laughs) bradford the tall asks should the reserve list be reprinted to make eternal formats like cedh canlander legacy etc easier and cheaper to get into i mean short answer yes long answer that's probably not feasible right like yes i want i want all, all the cards on the reserve list i would love to have them on the other hand like i do not want to be anywhere near twitter (laughs) or reddit (laughs) when that happens yeah like i just don't i you know i'll 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 take a vacation right delete it off my phone i just don't want to hear about it yeah it's like how do you how do you reconcile this if the company knows that there's a decision that's in like the greater group's best interest but in order to make that decision they have to go back on their own promise it's like is it still worth it you know like that's the thing about the reserve list like i i also feel like yeah it'd be awesome if we could get these cards you know i don't have all these cards that i would like i have i have ce of most of the power but it'd be sweet if the cards are more accessible because i think these formats are fun but yeah it's a dumb big complicated issue and wizards has promised they won't print these cards anymore Mm -hmm. i don't know how to feel about it frankly like i don't know the reserve list thing is such a big such a big question and such a big kettle of fish that's been debated for for so long and like you know all the way down to was it even a good idea at the time you know i've heard arguments either way on that as well and it wears me out (laughs) 
Yeah. It, yeah. It's the, it's the reserve list. Just the conversation about the reserve list only takes. Yeah. Like we're, we're, <laughs> we're never going to converge on a solution that makes everyone happy. We can all agree the reserve list is a black hole. Yeah. And like just thinking about the conversation. Ugh. I guess I guess it's like I wish it wasn't there, but I don't want it to go away. <laughs> Yeah, like no one wants to be the person who works at Watsy that writes the article explaining the reserve list is gone, right? Email me if you have any questions. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Right? God, I actually felt dizzy thinking about that line of text. (laughs) Yeah, it's like Blake or Ian's email or something, just like lights on fire. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to put my head down on this big uh, block. I'm not sure what kind of block it is. I wonder even how critical it is at this point. This is, I mean, inarguably, there are very powerful cards on there that people would like for these decks. But there are now so many people playing, you know, certainly CEDH. And, you know, despite the past year of not being able to play in person, theoretically, Canlander is growing. But just that because there's so many more people in general playing Magic, I, I wonder if there's just enough people playing with decks that uh, i'm having a really difficult time articulating what i'm trying to say here if demand would be high enough that prices wouldn't tank no it's like is the lack of those cards actually providing a meaningful barrier at the moment Mm. because it's been so long without those cards that the metas just ignore those cards and so it's sort of irrelevant and like occasionally you'll come across a couple people that it's like whoa you actually have one of those okay but like it's it's not creating quite the division because the vast majority of people just don't have access to those cards so it's much more of an aberration when somebody actually does yeah but these are tournament formats so that aberration also like translates to wins and usually you know comes with players who are playing a lot so the exposure, like the the rate of play of the Power Nine in uh, Canadian Highlander and I imagine CEDH tournaments is like higher than the other cards. So you still see them more, even though there's fewer of them around. And the people who do have them are generally, you know, the, well, there's some collectors and you don't see those ones maybe, but the people who bought them to play with, it's like they bought them after a long and serious, <laughs> you know, internal dialogue that only even started after they they started winning a lot at magic and like and started spending a ton of time playing magic so there are these players who like play a ton understand the rules are good and have made the decision to like skip a vacation in order to have a mox jet or whatever right so then they play it a lot right that's my experience at least and this mostly has to do with the yellow jacket scene i think that makes sense i i wasn't necessarily trying to make a stand with what i said i was just sort of thinking out loud but that that makes a lot of sense no i think it is a good point though it's a good part of it it's another it's a good side of the argument yeah i i i clarify that mostly for the listener (laughs) i'd uh i'd be lying if i said i wouldn't jam library of alexandria into every deck Mm. whether it belongs there or not (laughs) especially if it doesn't yeah especially if it doesn't playing mono red cool i'll draw a card an extra card first turn and then have this colorless land hit me any f and pf i'll lend you mine (gasps) really you're good yeah that card's still on the points list yeah no kidding it taps for mana why does it tap for mana you're good just let me know next f and pf we're both on i remember the first time somebody tapped library of alexandria for mana in front of me and i was like wait what that does what all right next question from ral boy says what's your favorite artifact that requires colored mana to cast Ooh, cool question oh man there's so many from esper but it's got to be master transmuter mm, that one's really fun i love the card art 
she's so cool looking i'm boring it's so if phyrexian metamorph counts definitely that one um oh, since yeah. you usually don't pay blue mana for it i'll probably just go with baleful strix i actually really like baleful strix it's, a, it's kind of a heavy hitter of a card and has made made a splash in some tournament formats but i don't know i think we look at baleful strix now mostly as just a fair card like a good card but a fair card but i like baleful strix a lot yeah it's kind of like a, a doom blade that draws you a card right yeah yeah exactly sometimes you beat down with it those games are funny yeah i mean baleful strix picks up gta just fine yeah how do you search i'm trying to trying to search this on scryfall how do you search for this you have to use your brain (laughs) sorry whoa okay i came off so much more deadpan and mean than i meant no i i guess i mean this is nelson's final appearance on that's right thanks (laughs) i'm still here but won't be next week exactly sorry boss i just mean using their syntax it's like i don't know how to be like artifacts except colorless Yeah, well, it's like, it's your favorite. It's the question is, what's your favorite though, Graham? So the reason I I said you got to use your brain, what I mean is like, yeah, if you don't, if you don't have one that immediately comes to mind, then you probably don't have a favorite. That's okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that I, I mean, Behemoth Sledge. Oh, oh, that's a great answer. Yeah, good answer. Good answer. Thanks for backing me up while I suck up to Graham a little bit here, Cameron. (laughs) No, no. I mean, like Behemoth Sledge is something that I always forget about too, until someone quips it against me and I'm just like, Wait, it does what? And what? Behemoth Sludge is a very satisfying card. And yeah. lifelink? And lifelink. It was in the first commander deck I built. All right. A question from Casey Duel. Which discontinued magic product or piece of magic product do you want to return? I really liked that weird tabletop game that they made around Ixalan. Where game night? No, it was, I think it's just called Explorers of Ixalan, where you had a bunch of face down tiles. Right. And you had decks of magic cards. It came with some pretty cool alternate arts that I'm pretty sure you could only get in this box. And you played a game, but then you also got to like flip up these tiles and then they did, they had like effects on the game and you were trying to find the city of Araska. And I don't know, I thought that was neat. I like the idea of using the magic decks as tools for a different kind of tabletop experience. So I want to snap call dual decks here, but the smart answer is probably plane chase. Oh yeah, plane chase. Yeah, I think plane chase results in like more kind of wacky, kind of bright emotional memories of playing in my mind. But I have always been a big fan of dual decks and I own almost all of them and I'd like to see more of them come out. Yeah, no, plane chase is very near and dear to my heart because it breaks up board stalls in, in Commander. Yeah. Mine is, I years ago, Wizards produced a notebook, Ooh. just a notebook. And I would like to see those come back because like we all, you know, a lot of us take notes during games, right? You write things down on like little scraps of paper usually. But I'd like to have, you know, like a Moleskine kind Mm. of, or not even that quality, just something where I can like make deck lists and then have memories of the games that I've played. Mm, Yeah. Nice. I also for a little while had the deck of cards that had the magic back released and Ed just said I could have them when they came in on someone's collection. And then I think I also just gave them away after holding onto them and doing nothing with them for several years. And then I would like heard they were worth a lot of money later, but they were just kind of cool. Like it'd be sweet if you could get those. I understand why they don't, but I thought they were sweet. I would like to see Cam. I think you already mentioned this, a silver quill themed moleskine. Yeah. Yeah. That'll sell. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Just, you just have to emboss their, what is it? It's, it's a pen nib, right? Yeah. It's a great logo. Yeah. And that even, that doesn't have to mean anything to, to non-magic players, right? They're Mm -hmm. like, oh, that's kind of cool. What is that? And you're like, oh, it's from this game I play. You know, you probably haven't heard of it. And I don't know, just, 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 just give me what I want. Wizards, give me merch. There was just cause I I looked it up. If you're curious, Explorers of Ixalan, there were seven cards with brand new art that so far has only been printed in the 
included Explorers of Ixalan decks. Blatant Thievery, Merfolk Sovereign, Mass Mutiny, Prey Upon, Zealous Persecution, Crumbling Necropolis, and Jungle Shrine. And they're all great, too. Like, they're all just really good art for it. Nice. Kind of kind of wild while we're on the top of the notebook i should i should throw in that i also would have loved to have gotten to buy the jace shoes yes yeah Yeah. give me all those weird like cross promotional merch things yeah Yeah. like not literally but i mean i i like seeing them right because Mm -hmm. there's usually somebody who wants that kind of thing question from caleb fire dragon with universes beyond introducing outside ips into magic what ip would you like to see printed and what kind of product would you like to see them released as well cam's already had his answer haven't you yeah mm-hmm. i got warhammer 40k that was right off the hop not something i ever expected to see but like i i've been thinking about other things that would be interesting and i really like to see some kind of like smaller properties turn up like you know avengers whatever <laughs> right like the mcu sure i guess that's probably going to happen at some point but like there have to be some weirdo smaller universes that we could we could see here Discworld. Yeah, Discworld. Ooh. Maybe maybe something from Miyazaki. Yeah. Oh my god. Incredible. Oh, give me full art Miyazaki lands. Yeah, just yeah. Oh. Ooh. With the with the sun dappling? Oh yeah. Just take the backgrounds straight out of like Spirited Away and Howl's Moving Castle and just slap them on a card. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> Earthsea. That would be cool. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to do a callback here. I'd love to see Secret of Nim dual decks. <gasps> Progress versus the Simple Life. Wow. Man. Secret of Nim. Yeah. Rip Nicodemus. I would play that shit out of that. <laughs> we stand Nicodemus in this house. Yeah. <laughs> Question from Fabio Ace Rod, who says, without the stuff you do for Wizards as players, what was the last thing that made you truly hyped for the game? I don't I don't actually know quite how to parse the like without the stuff you do for Wizards. Do you mean like are we jaded because we <laughs> is the implication that we're jaded because we do occasional not occasional, I guess it's pretty regular these days, but I want to read this question like this. Hey, ignoring things that I can't do. Yeah, yeah, that that was kind of what I was getting. What in Magic brings you the most joy? Like, tell me something that I could go out and do, like a format I can play or a deck I could try or something like that. Okay. Don't say your favorite thing to do in Magic is record the PPRs, even if it is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because Fabio Ace Rod hasn't been invited yet. That makes sense. Okay, okay, sure. Honestly, going to GPs. Yeah, just the trip, the going part. Yeah, traveling somewhere and hanging out with a bunch of people who are into the same thing that you are, that you don't, people you don't get to see very often. And like, because you also go there with your homies, right? Hopefully. And, you know, just going on a road trip with a bunch of friends and then hanging out with even more friends. And maybe you don't even play the game that much, but you do share like this a commonality with everyone around you, which is a nice feeling. Yeah, honestly, like I get I get hyped every set. Not every set, maybe, but like I was very excited for Kaldheim and that bore out. I'm already very excited for Strixhaven, even though we basically don't know anything about it. They just announced the names for the double-barreled Innistrad set. Oh, I missed that. That's right. Yeah. Oh, it's very cool. So the werewolf-focused set is called mm. Midnight Hunt. Okay. And the vampire-focused set is called Crimson Vow. <laughs> and it comes out a full two months later. Yeah. Ooh. They're not simultaneous releases. It's like Innistrad September set is werewolves and then November there's another set that's vampires. Yeah. All I know about the Crimson Vow thing is that it was announced while I was on stream and everyone came into the chat going vampire wedding, vampire wedding. <laughs> yeah, that that LRMTG time slot. 
my man. It's, it's rough. We just need a banner. This needs to be part of the overlay. Just like, no, we're not going to talk to you about Magic News until yeah. next week. I second basically what you said, Graham. I Honestly, the last thing that got me hyped for Magic that anyone could enjoy was just the ads for call time and then call time being previewed and then getting to play call time. Like I just thought it was a great set. It looked so good. I really love the showcase frame still. I really mm-hmm. loved that musicians were invited to help show off the product to the fans. Yeah. I thought all that was sweet. Josh and Jimmy had that cool like event mm-hmm. previewing it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next question from Bethany does yoga says, how are you feeling about playing paper magic in the future? Are you excited to play in person terrified due to viruses or not going because of arena wait one of the questions is not going because of arena sorry i'm so confused like you mean arena is too fun the option is like no you know what arena is all i want to do i don't even care about paper magic anymore let's talk about that first does anyone feel like that no 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 does anyone in the world feel like that though no offense to bethany does yoga it's a great question i'm glad we're talking about it probably i mean probably people that feel like that okay yeah and despite you know my my misanthropic persona i actually do miss the gathering Mm -hmm. same without the caveat of me coming across like a misanthrope because that's that's cameron's thing yes yeah thank you thank you yeah Yeah, i like meeting with people but even without the part where you get to meet because like some fnms you go like if you go to a new store for the first time you might not really chat with anyone ever you sort of like say hello to the tournament organizer and then like you try to get into a good conversation but sometimes it just misses you know you might play against four different people that you just don't really have anything in common with except the game but i still just prefer to get to play with someone in person rather than get to play with the marina you know i just rather get to share the experience of sitting at that table and playing that game yeah, I am definitely like w- once I'm not going to like get step one of my vaccination and start rushing out the door to the LGS. Right. Mm-hmm. But once, you know, once people in general are vaccinated, then then I am no longer worried about this this virus in particular. And I will definitely play Paper Magic again. Like Cam said, I'm very excited about Magic Fest, though. It's probably going to be a while before I'm like really keen to do a lot of travel certainly out of the country but you know if they do a magic fest vancouver in like a year let's just go to the next one in australia that'll be fine no kidding right they could probably Mm. have a magic fest this weekend (laughs) probably could and then a sort of a related follow-up question from mr snufflegums saying with a year of online only magic which is better either magic online or arena or paper to, to me online magic and paper magic serve different goals or they do different things for me the thing is fundamentally magic is great and i just like playing magic that's why i like playing explorers of ixalan because it's like oh what a neat way to do magic that's why i like plane chase right it's like magic but it's you know with it's sparkling magic right it's like different mm-hmm. you know varieties of it and i like playing arena because it's like i'm just gonna sit down to a draft and i can like watch something on my second monitor and like half pay attention and then lose because i wasn't paying enough attention and just sort of you know like chuck some gold into a pit and you know like do some drafts because i just sort of feel like jamming magic and then paper magic i really like you know like shuffling the cards and talking to people and like hanging out and you know, chatting with my friends between rounds about how badly I lost because I wasn't paying close enough attention. I should really maybe look into this. Yeah, close your arena tab that you have open right now. Like, stop playing a draft during this podcast, Graham. <laughs> I have never launched arena during a recording, which has not been easy. <laughs> Let me tell I, you. I have to check on things. Yeah, no, I know. I know. But yeah, no, like, I, I feel that this is going to sound strange, but come with me on this. All arena right. and Mitgo, to a lesser extent, and Paper Magic are kind of vastly different things. To the extent where I'm not sure that they are (laughs) quite the same game, even though they're objectively the same game, if you know what I mean, right? Like 
I, I'm, I'm with Graham that like when I fire up Arena, you know, do a couple of quick drafts and it's fun and it's good. Like the game is good. I enjoy playing the game. But when I go out to draft, it is an entirely different experience. And that's, you know, except, well, I mean, I guess you can't separate it from the idea that like, no, when you go out to draft, you know, you have to leave the house, right? You you get on the bus, you go downtown, you hang out with people, you draft your deck, and then, you know, you play it all out. You play out, you know, your three rounds. And the experience of like waiting between rounds or like trying to wrap up your match before you go to turns, it, it, I don't know. It's part of this rich tapestry of playing magic that I miss. Yeah, I, th- I want to basically agree. Like, you know, they all just serve different ends. You generally play arena unless you want to play a format that's not on arena for the past year and paper's better. This, this wraps in. I wanted to say to Bethany does yoga. Yeah, I can't wait to play paper magic in the future. I th- Most people start with paper and the experience of the paper tournament or even just the paper, you know, kitchen table game with their friends is kind of what drives their interest in magic the most. And that's true of me. So, yeah, I can't wait to play, but it's not doesn't mean I'm going to stop playing arena. You, you know, you just can't play 15 minutes of a draft in paper, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next question then from Gunner Olai says, you arrive at a magic fest and find that all side events are canceled at the last minute. However, sorry, I'm reading this like it's a split the room prompt. However, yeah. <laughs> you will be provided a deck free of charge and, and of your choice to play in the main event, which is legacy. Which deck do you choose? Miracle's still a thing? Is check pile still a thing? Man, I don't know. <laughs> You should play Infect, Grant. I am the wrong person to ask. I think the green deck you want is Infect. Oh, hell yeah. All but right. it might not still be a thing. Sorry, none of us are caught up on Legacy. Well, the first thing we would do is Google Legacy decks. But how much time do we have? It is the last minute. Um, we could just do Bug Pile. Yeah, that's like what Check Pile is. So like I would want something with Force of Wills and whatever the best, you know, current setup of card drawing and threats and, you know, answers that are also threats. Yeah, I mean, like, can you just dis- basically I kind of want to discard Baleful Strix to Force of Will. Yeah, I think you can still do that. Yeah, that, that seems like a rich a rich goal. It's like, is Oko still legal in Legacy? I can't remember. I don't think it is, right? No. <laughs> Who can keep keep track of whether Oko's legal in anything anymore? It's, you know, there was like 15 cards banned last time there was a ban announcement. I can't remember anymore. Sorry, I'm too old for this. <laughs> yeah, none of us know anything about Legacy Gunner Oli. I'm sorry. Der User asks, we know that Friday Night's characters are exaggerated versions of yourself and the plot lines serve as comedic purposes. Well, you say that, but some people <laughs> don't seem to know that. But I appreciate that you do but how much magic talk goes around in the office do cameron and alex sit in the corner and discuss deck techs do any of you play modern or pioneer competitively etc so i mean yeah like when we were all in the office the people who play magic would definitely talk about magic i mean you know it it sort of depends on you know like the people who play highlander would you know would stay and hang around and chat about highlander and people talking about commander we'd always be talking about you know the new draft formats and you know how how our drafts on arena are going nobody to my knowledge plays modern or pioneer i i haven't in over a year but i did play modern and pioneer competitively in the before times less so modern in recent years like they changed the structure a bit right so there used to be when there were pptqs as opposed to just in store went, went back to smaller in-store ptqs that got you to the rptq right no i'm mixing it up again anyways they changed how it works but there for a while there there was like a modern tournament that was kind of an important but local tournament and so i would go to that every six months for a couple years or, or every three months for a couple years and i was playing like either storm or elves and then in pioneer like pioneer had just come out and i was running a weekly scene that was doing okay we we didn't have like 20 players or anything but we usually had at least four 
before. So like you could get some matches of Pioneer in on one of the nights I worked at Yellow Jacket in the before times. And uh, I just played green the whole time. Like I didn't even have the best version. Like I wasn't playing all the cards that got banned in the first week of bands of Pioneer, but I kept playing green ramp and that was fun. I just really like, I've always liked Nykthos. I played Nykthos in standard. Hmm. I mean, I used to play Storm in modern you know i would i would occasionally come down for, for events but i also kind of felt like modern left me behind when well when i couldn't beat death's shadow with storm right when, when grape shot storm struggles to beat a deck that takes itself down to 12 life on turn one and just keeps going down from there on purpose eee. i don't think you're supposed to feel bad about that matchup because they're just packed full of hand attack spells right yeah yeah that's it's a hard matchup for you i, I want to talk about the magic talk thing though it's like you know yeah. i'm in the office the least so maybe kind of you know and i'm like a magic person but definitely like alex and surge you yourself cameron i'm sure have all been like hey look at this highlander deck you know several times yep yeah oh yeah yeah definitely right you bring your deck down with you to the office and you know show off your new your new sick tech yeah and everybody wants like to you know discuss kind of the best way to take on this particular canadian highlander strategy that happened all the time and just like talking about greater news in magic happened most fridays whenever we were going to write friday nights it's like what's what's happening in magic what's what's the next theme and like how does that relate to either magic news or tournament results or trends or a new format you know so we do we do just chit chat about magic quite a bit i would say yeah it's not just for the show yeah we all we all enjoy and play and talk about magic a lot mm -hmm. yeah and a few of those conversations on friday nights are like ad lib <laughs> yeah well, I mean, certainly they'll be written based on real conversations. And then generally, at least I like to think so, we're we're quite open with like when we're actually on set filming. If someone is like, what if I said this? And it's like, yeah, that's that's even better than what I had down here. Do that. Next question from Maui Hops says, did any of you play in the most recent sealed arena open? If so, what did you think? I'd love to see more competitive limited events, especially draft if they could make it work. I'm going to quickly answer the second part of that first or at least address the second part of that i would also love to see more limited events they did talk a bit about why they don't have draft yet and i think we actually talked about that on the podcast before and i know that they are certainly working towards a world in which they can offer a draft version of the of the arena open but there are various technical and philosophical hurdles they need to crest before that can happen but i certainly hope that it does i did play in it did we all play in it i played yeah in it. i i bought into it yeah we all did yeah i actually bought into it twice i did one and the pool was garbage and i lost immediately and do not wish to talk about it and then did it again and recorded it and it's actually up on this channel so you can check out my my play there it's i i threw a combination of an algorithm and more work by hand than i had wanted to do it's trimmed down considerably so that it's a more digestible viewing experience basically i cut out any dead space so there's one or two instances that maybe it like passes back to my turn a little too quickly and you know so it's that was that was an editing experiment but check that out if you have an opportunity now i want to watch that just to see how the editing went it's neat it's i ran it through actually the program that we use for podcasts because it, it can accept video and so i told it to take any silence of longer than a certain amount and reduce it to be a certain amount so anything that Anytime I wasn't talking, it just cut out completely, which was great for a lot of it. But then there were a lot of situations where it's like, well, now we've just cut to my attack step to 
my pre-combat main phase because i didn't say anything and it just skipped right through the opponent's turn so let's extend that you know so i went through and then manually added back in a bunch of breathing room to make it like actually a useful thing to watch and generally speaking i think it was pretty successful it meant that the entire and i don't want to spoil it i i played four rounds of the thing in best of three and i think the video is a little over an hour so it condensed it considerably it definitely took a lot longer to play i say that cameron how'd your run go oh terribly okay terribly just like had no like i i feel my pool was weak in both instances also the player was weak <laughs> right it's it's like glenn gary glenn ross pool is weak you're weak that old shoddy workman blames their tools thing oh yeah absolutely yeah. Oh, i blame my tools all the time yeah my tools are terrible yeah <laughs> Have you seen my tools? I want to say sometimes it is the tools that's the problem in Sealed. Like Sealed is this extra, I think of it as this like extra layer of luck, which also comes with it like an extra layer of skill, right? Like in, in Constructed, you choose your deck. So you have the control and then you sit down and play. And like there's going to be a luck element as opposed to how you did at the like metagame lottery, right? Like you, may, you make a metagame decision with your Constructed deck and like that's both skill and luck, right? And in Sealed, it's like you open your packs, all luck, and then you build your deck all skill right so but it's an extra but the the luck element there is still important and it feels to me more dramatic than the element of just like oh did, did the opposing decks the opposing opposing players do what i thought they were going to do in the metagame because i feel like if you do some metagame research all the tournaments i've played at least it almost always turns out kind of like that the pro tour is another scene like the it's a lot more dramatic that decision of the pro tour but yeah I, I sympathize and i do want to say sometimes it is your tools i played this grand prix in portland where i just i was so beside myself and distraught after being the player going with with a big group that had the most buys which was two like you know still pretty pretty humble i guess in hindsight but i was pretty high on my my magic career at, the, at that point i had just played in canadian nationals for the first time that summer and it's like the fall and we're in portland and my pool was just so miserable mm. i showed all my friends I was like oh, okay i went oh three after going two buys team like i'm out can you tell me if i could have built my pool better and like you know everyone had kind of like one helpful thing to say like oh maybe ah, no <laughs> <laughs> no this i would I'm glad i didn't have to play this deck you know so that that does happen i played once and also went oh one although rather, rather than myself I, I mean it's my fault obviously and rather than my cards i'm gonna blame my kids this time you know they were kind of <laughs> loud i was trying to play this thing well also watching them it's definitely their fault that they were loud and not my fault that i'm trying to play video games while watching them on a saturday morning and uh, yeah i definitely made this horrific punt which I've made an, again or before in draft. I always think the backside of Jorn, God of the Snow, is going to just like let me put a card into play, but it comes in tapped. There's so mm, many words oh, in Kaldheim. Right. And I've made, I've lost a game like this more than once where I'm just like, okay, I do this, 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 and this, and then I should not die at least to what's on the board. And then I do it, and then my eyeside troll comes back tapped, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> right. This stupid staff brings things back tapped. So anyways, I, I punted a game. And I, I went 0-1 in this thing. So my record is 1-3. I think I played I played the Historic Open once, and I, I got to day two, and then, you know, lost, but min, min gems or whatever. And then the standard one I bought in twice, the first arena open, and I, I didn't make it to day two either. Although I won at least a match, both those runs. We have our last question then from Jason Likes Candy, which is, Mill is canon now. CMC is going to become mana value comes into play and remove from the game our ancient texts what wacky magic rules lingo would you like to update or clarify next i just desperately want them 
and I do not have a good suggestion for this, so I do not blame them for not having done it yet, but I desperately want a snappier way to say when this card enters the battlefield. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. That will save a lot of ink. Yeah. Even if it's just like a weird vestigial acronym, like even if it's just ETB, right? Like, yeah. Whenever a non-token creature ETBs, like maybe, like, I don't know, it would just be shorter. It'd probably make it easier for non-English speakers too, where they're just like those big capital letters. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it'd be better if it was something like Landfall where you can do the the reminder what's what are those called it's not a keyword ability ability words an ability word ability word yeah not keyword ability yeah so it's like blank just like the the word in italics and then an m dash and then what it does at least i think that's what they're called they might have changed it except the thing is for landfall it even is like landfall whenever a land enters the battlefield do that and it's like no 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 just just <laughs> yeah get rid of that just do like landfall, this happens, right? Well, then it becomes a keyword ability, right? Like that's the difference, yeah. Yeah, but, but why is it different then? I know there's probably reasons. I'm just, you know. Yeah, keyword, enter the battlefield. I like it. Mm-hmm. The thing I, I've always wanted since learning the rules, like the first time, like since before my L1 judge test while I was studying, I would just love it if they could give us a symbol on the card or like a watermark through the text box or like a different font or some way of just showing the players really obviously. And I'm okay if there's a little pictogram or something like, you know, change the shape of the text box. What's a triggered ability? what's an activated ability and what's a static ability like i know Mm. the activated abilities have a colon that's great but you know players still just get confused regularly with like keyword ability or activated or triggered or static so i I think it'd be sweet if there's just like a little dot that's just like this is a static ability you're reading after this dot yeah like i would like to see the abilities where there are like four or five variations on a similar ability i would like to see unified in some way not not to retcon the older cards but just so i don't have to like stare at a card and figure out which has okay so this is bouncing this will only bounce creatures this bounces permanence this bounces permanence an opponent controls and i realize that that's a balancing thing that the developers get to play with a little bit in order to make the cards or you know give every set a little bit of personality but it's also just it's so much more reading i'd like it if every time a zombie token was generated it comes in tapped yeah along the same lines yeah right like just give me a little this is very selfish and it speaks to the way my brain works and retains information or doesn't work and fails to retain information the one i think would be quite useful is flicker effects right either have them come back or uh, right away or have them come back in the next end step yeah not one or the other yeah yep because let me tell you that's surprising yeah i definitely have accidentally cheated a bunch with that like so Mm -hmm. many times because you just think you're used to one or the other yeah i was playing a war of the spark draft on stream yesterday and i went to attack and my opponent had one had a tapped the avon eternal the 2-2 flyer that amasses when it comes into play right and uh, so i attacked and then before blockers they cast teferi's time twist oh on the avon eternal which so it went away and then we moved to damage and i hit them and then at the end of turn the avon eternal came back and it was like ah and you you thought that was going to happen immediately didn't you yeah yeah definitely i've definitely died doing things like that then again i also died to forgetting that sorceries aren't instants so (laughs) this is really kind of a me problem oh that's funny actually because talking about sorceries versus instants is like the internal watsi answer to this question at least i remember some someone had the this answer to this question going back it's like if they're going to remake the game one of the main things they would do is not print instance they just print sorceries with flash yeah this is a mark rosewater mm. it's, it's mark yeah okay there yeah. you go yeah mm-hmm. so that's really neat i hadn't even thought about that until i read it like oh yeah that is the only difference between those two things 
And the only difference between you and someone who hasn't ordered from Card Kingdom yet is either nothing or the you opening a tab to go to cardkingdom.com forward slash LRR or forward slash loading rate of run. I can never remember. <laughs> it's LRR. Just open two tabs. Just do both. Buy magic cards on both of them. No, don't. Just just have one. Just kidding. They're great. They'll ship your cards anywhere in the world. And you might live anywhere in the world. And no matter where you live, if you're one of our sponsors on patreon.com forward slash loading ready run, we really appreciate all that you've done to keep the lights on and keep this podcast moving. Sorry, Graham, was there anything else you wanted to say to close out? No, I think you I think you got it. Awesome. You nailed it. That was that was great. That's gonna do it for Tap Tap Concede for this week. I have been Graham, and joining me has been Nelson. Maybe for the last time. <laughs> and Cameron. I mean, I suppose it could also maybe be my last time who knows hopefully i see you next week james was running the card reader jordan edits these heather gets these online all three of those people are sort of critical to the whole process so i assume they will also be back and thanks everybody for listening we'll talk to you next time bye bye, bye.